In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Shortly after we pray the creed, confessing divine faith, the altar will be set, the gifts are brought forward, and then it will appear as though the server will come down and close the gates to the communion. That's what will look like what is happening. And it may look like that is what is happening because it can appear as though the altar rail were a barrier between two places. But that is not so. You might have seen your mother, your grandmother, whomever, decorate the kitchen table for Thanksgiving and put a big tablecloth over it. And you might be tempted to say to yourself, well, that is a protective barrier so that I don't do anything bad to the table. But it is not so. For just like that cloth is meant to evoke and to create, and in a sense, bring people to a nearness, so to this gate. Thus, the wood tones are the same, the gold outlines are the same, the color paintings are the same, the pineals in the rosette match those of the pulpit and the altar. Yes, we have to have the big blocks breaking them up because we're stout Midwesterners, got to push on something to get on up from there after all. But it's meant to create that cosmic unity. And on the front of those doors when they close are the Greek letters Alpha and Omega. Alpha, the first letter of the Greek alphabet. Omega, the last. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, the one who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Thus, whenever we come and, in obedience to the command of the Lord, offer God back to God on the altar, and I hold up that host and say, again, same thing from the book of Revelation, Behold, the Lamb of God, blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb, and then we come. Pray God in a state of grace, striving to make our lives worthy for everyone who listens to the truth, hears his voice. And we come to the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the one who is and was and is to come to the Almighty and commune. Because that is the life of Christ our King. He is the person, again, not the concept, not the idea, not the notion, not the cultural experience. The person who by right as his nature as God demands our loyalty and obedience and by his act as Savior on the cross demands our love. Thus when we come every time and you sign yourself with water at that font, and you genuflect before you get into that beautiful pew, and you come up to make your Holy Communion, it is not a ritual act. It is a deeply personal act. And you say, this is my King, and I strive to hear His voice. Because a King can only be a person, right? A King is not a concept. A King is not an idea. A King is a person. And so that is our life, that beautiful union, that cosmic gathering. Yeah, I have to hear his voice 
Yeah, it can be difficult. He says things like, this I command you, love one another. Ah, could you just tone it back a little bit? How about be polite to one another? Can we start there? No. Love. All right, love. My God, have you seen that guy's tie? It's unbelievable. Love that, all right? Have you had her goulash? What if she invites me over? It's a disaster, or whatever. Love. And so that's what we do. We don't worship an idea or a concept. We don't commune with an idea or a concept. We commune with Jesus. Again, by his nature as the God-man, he has demands our duty and our loyalty. By his anointing and his gift and his bleeding on the cross, he demands our love. By the power of his resurrection, he commands all of our obedience. Some think duty and love are opposed, but it is not so. Duty is the foundation of love. How do you know a man loves his wife? Not because he is merely emotionally kind. Right, right girls, you know this. When you were 21, you wanted a boy to stare at you and hold your hand in warm butterflies. When you turned 37, you wanted to get the plunger out and fix the toilet. Out of that, there was no hold handing or anything else coming down the road if that toilet didn't get fixed. And so here we are. Sometimes, again, I know I used the plunger a couple months ago, but sometimes we got to do that work. But it all ends in the sweet communion of love. It's hard. It's a struggle. Serving any king is a task because he calls the shots. We don't. He decides. We don't. He calls. We answer. He says jump and we say how high? And he says high as the heavens. Oh, I can't do that. How about just getting out of bed? No. High as the heavens. My Lord and my God. It's the heart of what we sing. We've been singing this last almost month after Holy Communion. Lord, I need you. My one defense, my righteousness. It's a fancy way of saying, my King, how I need you. How good it is to be in this holy house, to worship in spirit and truth, to be with the Alpha and the Omega, our Lord and our King, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.